What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Black Ice. This is the Expansion Pack Podcast. I'm not even getting into the whole introduction stuff because we've got some major news to talk about right now. You already know who it is. It's uh, Good Master Flex. It's May 25th. Like I said, it's your boy, Black Ice 8. Let's get right into it. Microsoft just pulled off the biggest deal in the history of video games by buying Activision Blizzard at nearly $70 billion. So again... Microsoft, people who own Xbox, they now own Call of Duty, uh, Guitar Hero, Spyro, World of Warcraft, Starcraft, yada, yada, yada. This is a big-ass deal, guys. So um, Can't forget about Candy Crush. Oh, of course. Can't forget about yeah, Candy Crush yeah, and yeah, King, King Gaming. <laughs> I mean, hey, Candy Crush is the heavy hitter. That That's a money it, maker that right there. Um, God, so, yeah, guys, let's let's get into it, man. This is... Again, massive news. Um, I'm super excited to be here to talk to you guys about it. It's kind of like an emergency episode. So let's go around the room, man. Manny, I'm such off with you. What's going on? What are you thinking? First thing I'm thinking of is like exclusivity, man. Are we are we gonna get like exclusive Call of Duty games? Call of Duty being the biggest first person shooter franchise of all time. Are we gonna get that exclusive? Are we gonna bring see some old franchises come back, like Crash? Because like you know they shut down those studios just to focus on Warzone. Are we gonna get those again? So it's just like a lot, you know. I can't wait to see what goes down. What's the plans that Microsoft has for Activision and Blizzard? You know, we still got Overwatch Two, another big competitive esports title that you know still has to yet to come out. So are we gonna see that soon? Is it gonna be exclusive? A lot of stuff that is going in my head. You know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. Mm-mm. Chris, what about you, man? What's your take? First thoughts? Man, it's been, <clears throat> excuse me, how many hours has it been since this morning? Like, at least eight or ten, man. And, like, <laughs> bro, it's still, it's, it's like, surreal. Remember when they announced the Bethesda deal before? And that was surreal, too, in a sense. But, like, not like this. This one's, like, ridiculous for so many different reasons. One, the price tag. 70. <clears throat> 10 times more than the last deal. <laughs> oh, like, bruh, that shit is wild. And then, you know, when we were talking earlier, I, I, I keep on saying, like, I understand there's a lot of stuff going on over at Activision and blah, 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 but it's hard for me to, like, wrap my mind around the fact that somebody would actually sell off the rights to Call of Duty. Cause like it's just like, mm-hmm. like what? Like so like for you guys who are not understanding the 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 the, the bigness of this pause, <laughs> Bruh, They got Halo and Call of Duty under the same fucking umbrella, bro. Imagine if somehow, well, I don't know. They're probably not gonna even be allowed to get EA at this point because they're gonna be like, all right, that's too much. But. They got EA the name with that battlefield too. So it's like, bro, like these dudes is wilding right now, bro. Wilding. Wow, bro. It's still before we can even have a factual discussion. I just gotta get over the the the, the initial <laughs> shock value. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah bro. Like, yeah. Oh my god, like <laughs> man, I, I just not I didn't wake up today expecting this. I didn't wake up today thinking, yo. Microsoft is going to just buy the hell out of Activision and we're going to be talking about this shit today for real. I just, what? No. It's just, oh my God, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, like Manny said, there's a lot of questions. I think that's the burning question that every single person talking about this has is the whole exclusivity thing. Yeah, clearly we're we going to touch on that and all that. But like, and the initial shock is still very fresh for me. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> crazy, man. It's Just crazy. to give you guys at home some context, right? Like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm at home doing work from home, whatever. Manny pops a, a little thing in the in the chat, our um, you know, our podcast chat saying Microsoft's buying Activision. I'm like, nah, that, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I, I opened up Twitter, I was like, hold on, let me see what's going on right now. Cause like, is this a rumor thing or is this like a thing thing? So like open up Twitter, first thing I see, New York Times. Like it's New York Times, you know, that's, yeah. that's as official yeah, as you're like gonna that. get. Yeah, I was like, oh <laughs> shit. I literally started screaming, bro. <laughs> Just <laughs> screaming at my computer, like, what? What? It's, I <laughs> I still can't wrap my head around this. I still don't think anyone in the industry really understands what this could mean down the road. It's just whoo. Let's forget all the console war bullshit for a second. Like this is a major, major move for gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was going to say, you know, for all those people that always talk shit about Xbox saying, oh, PlayStation got better exclusives, but all they really do is just play Call of Duty every year. <laughs> they go, yeah, they, they go want to go to Xbox now. Yeah. <laughs> they got nothing to play now. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just wild to think. I mean, let, let, let's get right into the exclusivity conversation, right? I mean, yeah. that's obviously the thing that everybody cares about, like you like you all mentioned. Um, it's, it's you know, I guess the thing, the biggest thing we're going to talk about, <laughs> I just want to get out the way right now. I think Phil Spencer in particular <clears throat> mentioned today, I have his quote here, right here. Let's see. So he says, I'll just say to players out there who are playing Activision Blizzard games on Sony's platform, it's not our intent to pull communities away from the platform that we remain committed. Wait, pull away, pull them away from the platform, and we remain committed to that. <clears throat> Off the bat, to me, this sounds very similar to the whole Bethesda situation, where it's like, if there are games that already exist on the platform, they're not going to go away. So to me, that means like, all right, Warzone's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But in theory, Modern Warfare 2 comes out. But I don't know. Let's say whatever the next iteration of Call of Duty is, like Call of Duty, I don't know, Battlefield or something, you know? <laughs> Call of Duty 2042. Some random <laughs> ass name they come out with. <laughs> but um, I would have to imagine that's going to be exclusive and even if it isn't exclusive which which honestly i guess here's the the thing about the exclusivity conversation at the end of the day that shit doesn't really matter when game pass exists it's like all right like yeah sure this game is gonna be on a sony platform maybe it will be maybe it won't be but i can either go pay 70 dollars over there or i can go pay nothing you know ten dollars a month or whatever to have all of these games you know, so like, I guess the exclusivity conversation becomes a moot point to me. It's still interesting, but it's just like, at this point, who cares? Because if I have an Xbox or if I have a PC, 
I'm going to be able to play and I'm, all these games are going to be in Game Pass. So for me, like as a gamer, I win. Um, there's there's a whole bunch of different conversations I've been seeing on the on the Internet this today about whether this actually is a good thing for gaming. We're definitely going to get into that a little bit later because I can see both sides of the conversation. But as of right now, for me as an Xbox gamer, this shit is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, man. Cool. Uh, so, uh, so you know, Chris, you you mentioned it, like the exclusivity side of things with Call of Duty. Like, what do you think? Do you think we're going to get exclusive Call of Duty? Do you think Overwatch I, even will be exclusive? What's up? I, if I'm being a hundred percent real here, a hundred percent, I think Call of Duty is probably the only one that we truly have to even ask this question about. Because in my humble opinion, I feel like all the other IPs, for the most part, are going to be exclusive. I, I I have a hard time seeing Overwatch 2 getting made or Overwatch Next, whatever they end up calling it, and then putting that on both platforms. I, there's no reason for it. It's not, it's not like there's a big ecosystem that they need to make sure that everybody can still put their hand in. It's not even not that kind of game, at least not that I know of. So that they're going to use that for them. That's not going to happen. They're going to do exactly what they did with Bethesda for those other ones. But for Call of Duty, again, such a ridiculously big title. And then when you think about how Warzone works, <clears throat> it, it's it's crazy because like even if they make it exclusive, but then they still keep Warzone on all the platforms, how does the person, how do the people on PlayStation get the weapons and grind them out and do all that other stuff? Because then now you got to like come up with another way for them to do that. So... I don't know how that would work, but if there was a game that I would think that they would allow to exist how it currently does, I would say, yeah, definitely would probably be Call of Duty. Maybe they do something where, you know, a lot of the cosmetics are exclusive to Microsoft um, or Xbox players or whatever, or there's some kind of gimme somewhere. But either way, the only person who truly, truly loses in this regard, to me, kind of is like Sony, because... We don't lose as gamers. <clears throat> I think Microsoft doesn't lose at all because, if anything, they're the ones who have all the stones in the gauntlet right now. And they're just, they, Sony's at their mercy right now, in my opinion, it's in terms of if the game's going to exist there or not. It is up to Microsoft and what the fuck they want to do. You don't have no, you can't call nobody. You're not going to get no, no crazy, no favoritism or anything. None of that. Nah. If they decide we want it to stay how we want it to stay, it will be so because they decide so. And if we decide, man, we're going to do a full Bethesda on y'all, it's a good problem to have either way. The money's still going to be getting made. Yeah. Man, this shit crazy. Um, yeah, that's the only one I can think of. But I think all these other ones, especially these older games, like, you know, we touched on a little bit before that kind of like, they haven't really been getting any attention in the last few generations of gaming or whatever. Mm. I fully expect them to blow, blow the dust off these titles and renew them. I think, especially with Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, I think of those two especially. If there is not a new game that comes out for both of these uh, IPs in the next three years, I'd be shocked. I would really, really be shocked. I really think that they're going to look at this stuff now and say, okay, we know people want them, and we know we have the resources to make like not even just a sequel, but like a brand new, like, I don't know what you want to call it, like a rebranding almost in a sense for some of these IPs. Yeah. Like, dude, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely going to happen. I think now it's getting to the point where if you really think about the library that Xbox is building with all these acquisitions, 
man, now they truly, truly are getting to a point where they have something for almost everybody. Everybody. The only thing that they really kind of don't have yet is like exclusive sports games and stuff like that. But like everything else, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. yo, it's crazy. Crazy. And, and I don't even think that I'll even try to touch the exclusive sports, sports games thing because they've done that in the past and like yeah. it didn't necessarily work out well for them. But you mentioned the Spyro thing and the Crash Bandicoot thing. And like, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Like, I would love those games. But what I really would love is uh banjo kazooie reboot and if the mm. studio that made like the spyro and the well specifically the studio that made the crash bandicoot games that were fucking killing it like what two three years ago i want them to make the banjo kazooie game what, what is what's their name again is it i think it's toys for bob i think that's what it is yeah, yeah. yeah. and then I, I i remember too and i guess this like leans into the whole conversation around why i think this is actually very good for gaming Activision just has been on a tear <laughs> of destroying everything that they've ever created, in my opinion. <laughs> right? It's like, mm-hmm. like obviously we have the whole controversy around um, the sexual harassment stuff and how Bobby Kodak seemed to be kind of at the head of the the snake, kind of like covering stuff up and whatnot, and it being a really, really big problem for the gaming industry. But then you also look at all the different things that they were doing, right? They they pulled away Toys for Bob from making another Crash Bandicoot and just said, hey, you're going to be another support studio for Call of Duty. Um, I think just just reading off a quick list of all of the, the, the talent that they've acquired here. So there's Activision Publishing, Blizzard Entertainment, Beanox, Demonware, Digital Legend, High Moon Studios, Infinity Ward, King, uh, Major League Gaming, Radical Entertainment, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Toys for Bob, uh, Treyarch, and then you know there's probably a ton of other ones that um, that don't really get listed here. But just off the bat, Toys for Bob, Sledgehammer Games, Raven Software, obviously Infinity Ward, obviously Treyarch, and I think even High Moon Studios, mm-hmm. all doing support for Call of Duty. Like literally, all of those studios are sister studios for Call of Duty. You don't fucking need that. <laughs> like you don't need that. Like it's it's ridiculous, you know. Microsoft would have yeah. the wherewithal to say, "All right, these studios can focus on making excess content for Call of Duty. These studios can now focus on doing the things that they want to make." I mean, you know, Microsoft's really been kind of banging the drum for the whole idea that, um, you know, studios can make what they want to make. They're not forcing anybody to do anything in particular. You know, they gave. Um, What's Obsidian the the freedom to make a game like Grounded, which mm-hmm. you know in 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 theory that game really wouldn't exist in any other studio like Activision like old Activision they would have killed that <laughs> the moment it got brought up because it's not like a profit puppy you know it's not a thing that's going to make them a bajillion dollars every single year but Microsoft wants their their developers to be happy and to be profitable so you know you let them make good stuff. You know, if they if they're making games and content that they're passionate about, that passion will spill through, and in essence, they will become better games. Microsoft knows that they knows that they know that at the end of the day, in order to make a better product, you need people to be passionate and love what they do. So, like, it's such a great thing for all of these studios, right? Like, I, I would imagine that the majority of these developers are probably excited about this, especially with all the things that have been happening with Activision as of late. So. I think Microsoft's going to do an incredible job expanding the Call of Duty brand. 
whether that's you know Call of Duty being on PlayStation or not, it doesn't really matter. Like I'm excited for Call of Duty to get back to the heyday of Call of Duty Four and Modern Warfare Two and so on and so forth. You know, like I'm you guys it's well documented how I feel about Call of Duty as a whole. <laughs> but, you know, I do think that people love those games. Obviously they they are near and dear to people's hearts and I I personally enjoy them too, but you know, it's it's no secret that they've been pretty trash recently. Hell, Manny, you and I the other day we were trying to play Warzone and it was it was unplayable, dude. Like, really? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. it was really broken. We were having a terrible time trying to get into a game. And then that Pacific map, I just feel like it's terrible also. Like it irritates me that they keep going backwards and then also pulling Warzone backwards in essence too. It's like your most yeah. successful game was war um Modern Warfare. Clearly, people like that time period. Why are you continuing to drag Warzone back, back, back? Like, okay, we did the the whole Cold War thing, and now we're driving them all the way back to World War II. Why are we doing that? That shit makes absolutely no sense. People don't want it. Like the numbers show, so uh, I'm yeah, I'm yeah, confident that Microsoft's going to do what they need to do with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, one thing, one thing though that kind of worries me though. Is with a big acquisition like this, it's bound to happen that you know Game Pass sadly might have to go up a little bit. I was gonna say that too. It's definitely happening with that year. I can see it happening, and it's gonna be sad today to see that like Game Pass Ultimate go from like fifteen dollars to like I don't know twenty dollars month. That's probably an exaggeration, but like yeah, it might go. To, it might get to twenty eventually. That's Bro. what I was thinking. I think twenty is reasonable. I've been I've been really vocal about it in the past, man. It's inevitable. Inflation exists. Game Pass is going to go up. The fact that we've been able to get by on Xbox Live being the price Xbox Live's been for well over a decade is mind-boggling. You look at Netflix, right? Netflix just announced another price hike. Like every year, like twice a year sometimes, they'll just mm-hmm. hike the price up. But at the same time, you do end up getting a better product. Netflix has been putting out hella content. They've they got bangers left and right from TV shows to movies and so on and so forth. It costs money to get that content. It costs money for them to have all those servers that can pump out 4K, like Dolby Vision, state-of-the-art visuals to your TV in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. That shit's it, it's only gonna be inevitable that the same thing's happening to Microsoft, right? They're if they're um, investing tons and tons of money on their infrastructure to build up the cloud gaming stuff, they've even said as much in their press release that, you know, acquiring Activision will help them to bolster their cloud gaming stuff. They also threw out the word metaverse in there. Um, mm-hmm. that whole nother topic, I guess, for another <laughs> time more likely. But, you know, the, the core idea is that Microsoft's bolstering up for a reason. At some level, that stuff's going to have to cost money. Like, it's it's... Even if it went to twenty dollars, still the best deal in gaming, hands down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because you, yeah. you're probably gonna pay like what if twenty dollars a month. That's like two forty a year. You're getting like at this point, you're getting like at least a triple A game a month at this point. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And I feel yeah, like yeah. with all the the IP and all the stuff that they're acquiring from from Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, acquiring from Bethesda, so on and so forth. You know, we talked about the rumored um, Game Pass competitor from Sony. Uh, I think it's codenamed Spartacus or something along those lines. Yeah. Even if they came out today, dropped that, 
and had day and date games with all the stuff that they're acquiring from Activision and Blizzard, it I don't I don't think it's a contest anymore. It's really not. Even if even if they sit there and tell me that you know Spider Man Two will be in Sony Spartacus and like I can get that day and date whatever, that's gonna be great. I will have my subscription there, but you can't sit there and tell me that that's gonna be better than having Call of Duty. Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Starfield, Redfall, mm-hmm. Deathloop, um, World of Warcraft, Overwatch, like Spyro, like the list goes on and on, bro. Mm-hmm. All those old um, Spider-Man games that, well, I don't know, there may be some con- contractual issues with Sony, but all those uh, old yeah, Spider-Man that, games. That was trash. It was trash. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shattered Dimensions was Banging, bro! Don't don't disrespect. Are we talking about the old ones at PS2 level old? Like, how old are we talking? PS2, but also, I mean, Shattered Dimensions was on 360. That game was banging, bro. I was not feeling none of them old. But the shadows, bro. Bro, Shattered Dimensions, yo, you can't tell me that game. That was like the Spider Verse game before they made Spider Verse movies. That shit was fire. You got yo. You got to go find that. I hope they put that shit in Game Pass just so you can go nah, play that. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't see that being possible because they. I actually believe they pulled those games off the stores because of licensing issues. So, okay, that makes sense. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to shatter your dimensions. <laughs> uh, but but yo, just you no. Know, the point remains. Like there's. There's a long lineage of things that they can go back into, you know. If they even decide to to re up the um, Tony Hawk stuff, you know, like I was thinking of that too, man. Like, oh my god, dude, prototype. Did prototype, you not see prototype, prototype on there? Yeah. I didn't even like those older games, but I think if they did them today, they'd be, be way better, you know. Like, oh, imagine, prototype imagine, good. prototype was great, but imagine like. Imagine taking the team that made Crackdown, giving them more time, and then just being like, yo, go make a prototype game. That could be fire. Mm-hmm. There's a lot uh, they could do, man. There's so much. One thing one thing I'm wondering is, and I know I mentioned in the group chat earlier, is like, I wonder if they're going to go back to the route of, not go back to the route, but like maybe change the route of Call of Duty, like how to do with Halo, where it's like the multiplayer is free. But the campaign's optional, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to do something like that. Because it makes sense. I mean, they're already making it a service game nowadays where like, you buy Battle Pass pretty much every three months. And I think it would make sense instead of pumping out, like, you know, a new Call of Duty game every year. Maybe just make it like a free-to-play service multiplayer game where, like, added stuff that's optional. If you have Game Pass, you don't have to worry about paying it, you know? I agree. I agree. I, I really think they should just. I mean, it's it's tough, but like you know, I I think the fact that Game Pass exists, I guess ultimately, yeah, no, it'll end up being exactly like Halo. I think. I I think you made a great point. It'll end up being exactly like Halo. I think it's 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 either uh, way, it's gonna be free for Xbox. It's free for <laughs> Xbox, right? Regardless, but like it just seems like a no brainer that. It, it's inefficient to continue to just make a game every single year with the same franchise yeah. that clearly doesn't seem to be working. Like, yeah, there's, you know, people buy the same, essentially the same Call of Duty year to year, but it's not a quality product. You're not getting the same numbers as when you dropped, you know, um, Modern Warfare 2019, right? Was that when it was 2019? Yeah. yeah um, you know, so like slow down on those releases you know, let different studios go work on something else. 
Like, I'm sure the people at Raven Software and Sledgehammer don't want to continue working on Call of Duty games. I, I feel like there was a rumor that Sledgehammer themselves was given the opportunity to make some other game, like a new IP, and then mm-hmm. something went wrong, and they were like, no, you, we need you back with Call of Duty. So mm-hmm. I, I would just love to see what all these other studios get a chance to do, especially with the the lineage that exists within Call of Duty, right? Like, just imagine giving them some time to make some other, like, narrative-driven first-person shooter that isn't Call of Duty, like, th- where you, you get so much more freedom to create a different world. Like, you know, what if we get, like, the next Titanfall now because they don't have to make a Call of Duty game. They can do whatever crazy, wacky thing that they want. Yeah. I, I just mm-hmm. feel like... The the one thing that I could always say about Call of Duty was the mechanics, the controls, tight, like fast, sixty frames per second, um, first person shooting, in every Call of Duty game since Call of Duty Two, I think, <laughs> um, or I think it was three, whichever one launched on the three sixty. Like it's always been sixty frames per second, super crispy, you know. So that gameplay loop and like those crisp controls given to a studio to do something completely different. I just, I just feel like it's, it, uh, it could be really good. And not to mention mm-hmm. this shit could benefit Halo. It could benefit, you know, Gears of War, like all these mm-hmm. companies working together in, in essence and sharing technology, sharing knowledge and whatnot. Like at the end of the day, this has got to make a better product for everybody under the Microsoft umbrella. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I believe it, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it really happened. You know, we, were, we were talking about like all these other companies like Capcom or Konami. Yeah. Why these? You know what I'm saying? Nah, he said, hold my beard and drop 70 yeah, beans. Man. My she boy said, my boy went for the big one. I still can't crazy, believe it. So here's the thing that, um, aside from the gaming stuff, right? You know, getting into a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff. The fact that they had all that stuff going on with the sexual harassment, so on and so forth, um, I feel like they would have to get rid of the old CEO, right? Bobby Kotick. Like, A, he's the reason why the company's in the shape that it's in as far as, like, not creating good, innovative games. He was very much, like, uh, money hung. I don't know if hungry is the right word, but, like, profit-driven, I should say. Like, very (laughs) profit-driven. He focused on, you know annualizing call of duty and just pushing every studio to work on call of duty till the end of time uh focused on king software or king gaming i think it's called uh with candy crush and all that stuff so like i don't know he doesn't to me he doesn't fit into the culture of what microsoft wants to do and on top of that he again like i mentioned earlier was the head of the snake in this whole uh sexual harassment thing he mentioned so uh, activision had a press release on their end and where Kodak, you know, said to the the company that, you know, he's excited to be a part of Microsoft, so on and so forth. He said that he would stay on um, at least until, well, I, I think the wording was kind of weird, but he mentioned something along the lines of he'll still be committed to working to uh, make sure that Activision is successful, right? There, there are rumors or reports that have come out that said that as soon as the acquisition is clarified, like, through the whatever governmental channels that need to happen in fiscal year 2023 that he's gone. And I feel like it's a no brainer. Like you, you don't want someone like that. They're associated with your brand when we know all the crazy things that have been going on. Um, 
So yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm just curious what you guys think about it. And th- another thing I just want to mention as well, it seems like they're very specific in their press release to show a new organizational chart. That organizational chart has, let's see, aside from Phil Spencer, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, 12 different people on there. Of the 12 people, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven of them, over half are women. Um, again, it almost seems like a direct uh, contrast to the things that were going on at Activision Blizzard. Because aside from the sexual harassment stuff, they also talked about how um, women weren't really given a chance to be executives and given you know certain roles, their voices weren't really being heard, so on and so forth. And another part is in the press release, they talk about inclusion a lot. Um, I'll just read off this this one little blurb here. As a company, Microsoft is committed to our journey for inclusion in every aspect of gaming among both employees and players. We deeply value individual studio cultures. We also believe that creative success and autonomy go hand in hand with treating every person with dignity and respect. We hold all teams and all leaders to this commitment. We're looking forward to extending our culture of proactive inclusion to the great teams across Activision Blizzard. That's not in there for no reason. That's like a very strategic line. Um, and again, like I said, that organization <laughs> is also very strategic. So some obviously not as flashy as like, oh, is Call of Duty going to be exclusive and whatnot? But I think it's still an interesting conversation nonetheless. So with all that being said, um, Chris, I'll start with you on this one. What do you think? Um, yeah, no, I think anybody who had any kind of negative influence or connotations from the past, definitely probably going to be out there swiftly. Um, yeah, I'm definitely here for everybody having the same opportunities and being able to kind of do what they got to do to come up as, you know, cause for me, it's always been about if, if you can do the job, do the job, don't matter really who you really are, really, if you can do the job at a high efficient level. It is what it is, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I think your boy Bobby's out of there, though. No, I don't think he got it. <laughs> he got much time. Nah, he definitely got to go. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you can't you can't say that he's gone just yet, especially considering, like, what if this deal doesn't go through, right? I mean, it seems That's unlikely. I don't, I don't think Microsoft would put themselves in a situation where they thought the government wasn't going to okay them on this. But, you know, it, I guess at some level, you can't just act like you're already a part of Microsoft. Like, you have to kind of still walk the walk for now. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I think that mm-hmm. first thing I will be he gone. Yeah. Yeah. He gone. No way. Get your wife. Yeah. I mean, Microsoft just doesn't tolerate that type of shit. They just really don't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Manny, but what do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, you know, pretty much echoing what y'all say. Like, yeah, I, you know, respect myself for, you know, changing the scene, basically, and trying to make, you know, what, you know, what looks like a shit show at first turn, you know, basically turn the ship around kind of thing. So I, I respect myself for, you know, basically bringing this out, showing the whole leadership team, because in the end, you know, it's all about equality. You know, Microsoft is all about that. You know, they do their best to include everybody. I mean, you know, they even shows in the past with like the special gamepad they made and all that kind of stuff. So Microsoft is definitely for the people and I respect that. For sure, for sure. You know, it's it's interesting because that goes the other way too, right? You know, they, they 
specifically mentioned it, they're all about inclusion for not only their employees, but also their players. We know how toxic the uh, Call of Duty God community can be. Um, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how things turn out there. Uh, you know, I didn't think about that. Banhammer is going to be thrown left and right, bro. Microsoft's not going to tolerate it. No, think about that. no toxic uh, Xbox 360 lobbies anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. But, I mean, and, as long as you know, there's no dry snitching on the, you know, no, no reports, you know, no, that's, that's mm. <laughs> everybody. But the, the toxic lobbies are the best, though. You know, you go to a toxic lobby, people talking trash on each other, and you're just like, all right, you bet. And then you just smack them, and then they're still talking trash in the end, but you know, you smack them, so you feel good. See, there's different <laughs> levels of toxicity, though. When you're just talking trash, that's one thing. When you start throwing out certain, you know, Certain well, that's, words. That's different. That's, that's what's going to have to get cracked down. I think that's uh, yeah. it's going to be real interesting. Yeah. You know, you, not to segue onto anything stupid, but do you know um, there was an interesting conversation on Twitter the other day between a, a, a Bungie dev and a, a different player about if, if teabagging is toxic? And, and it, it really went into this huge long spiel. And he's like, yeah, you guys should know. Obviously, it's toxic. You're doing a sexual gesture over a person's dead body, and doing. And I was like, "Bro, <laughs> it's not that deep. Why? Really why are you deep. doing this?" But yeah, he was like, "Yeah, we need to take, you know, responsibility for the things that we do. There's plenty of emotes in the game that you can be using to celebrate your victories that you don't have to be doing this this toxic gesture." <laughs> Like all this crap, bro. And I'm just like, uh then, that level then, of toxicity I'm okay with. It's cool. You just talking shit, you know. It's yeah, cool. That's yeah, that's you know? trash talk. That's like didn't didn't you say that so or like share the post where you saw a comment and it was like, I can't wait till I'm teabagging Captain Price and Blood Goat or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, okay. <laughs> that bad. Oh, totally. uh, yo, but yo, that Call of Duty and Halo crossover, she that ain't gonna happen anytime uh, soon. But yeah, that'd be, that'd be ridiculous. But what if one day, yo, my boy's about to be dropping as Master Chief in Verdansk. Oh wait, I never mind. I forgot Verdansk's. What's the name of that game coming out for Sony soon with all their characters and shit? Yeah. Forgot the name of it. Is it is it multiverse meta? Multi, what is? Are oh, you thinking? Oh, oh that be- that's Warner yeah. Brothers. Yeah, that's not for. Sony. Oh, my fault. My fault. My fault. But yeah, okay. yeah, it's called. Uh, I'm just thinking about man, multiverse over here. Maybe they would do something like that eventually with all these damn characters that they have under their umbrella. I That'd really the hope they don't. Thing. I really no, you don't. Know? I really hope they don't. Bro, just stay, stay in your own lane. Don't, don't try to be Smash. Don't try to be PlayStation All Stars. Don't just do your own thing, bro. Like you can, but you can throw in little cameos. But think, think about all the the people and all the licenses that Microsoft owns now. How fucking messy would that be, bro? I don't want to see like, I don't want to see Master Chief next to fucking cameo, next to fucking Spyro, next to fucking Captain Price. Like that's just messy to me. I don't want that. Hey, y'all was okay with Mortal Kombat having all these crazy characters and all this shit. Because that's yeah, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like, so you're telling me you're not you're not okay with having like the Terminator beat up like Scorpion or whatever? <laughs> like, nah, like that I didn't fits. Like how he did that, I, I hated how he did it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I feel like it fits. That that makes sense at least. But like to see like these fluffy little characters next to like Captain Price and like Master Chief, like I don't know, it just doesn't. It's not working for me, man. <laughs> about to play Halo, and he's like, "Yo, you got the Crash skin, yo? I got the Crash skin, bro." 
like the, the reason why the reason why smash works is because they're all like essentially childish characters you know yeah like but nah i i had a problem i'll pass on that uh <laughs> Was Dante in one of the Smash Brothers? I forget. No, uh, he was in one of the Marvel vs. Capcoms. Oh, yeah. I think he was see, in the last like two or three of them. Yeah, but that makes sense because uh, that's Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Antonio, they had uh, Virgil and uh, they, they had they had Virgil in Smash, and they had um, I think Kazuya from Tekken. Hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I, I guess Sephiroth was kind of goth. You know what I'm saying? That's the like most gothy. I think that they. That's, that's the most hardcore thing. But see, like that's not even necessarily hardcore. But it's just like yeah, you, you got you got you got the boys from Castlevania uh, too. Oh god, it's just like rated M characters next to rated E characters is just weird for me in a game like where they're fighting. It's like this. I don't know. You yeah. can make subtle references to it, like what Microsoft's been doing, right? Like they have the the Warthog from Halo in Forza, right? Little things like that. I'm cool with that. Do those little crossovers, but I don't need a big Smash like game. Like just, I'm just saying. keep that over there. Keep that. You have Raz, Captain Price, right? And then like Cortana from Halo on one squad. Imagine a Halo Call of Duty crossover. Oh, God. I feel like this is a thing. This scenario that you're outlining is a thing that could happen in, like, some theoretical multiverse, metaverse thing. Um, Which they did mention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, if you if you pull this off in the metaverse somehow and have all these different characters interacting with each other, I guess I'd be okay with that. But I don't... Uh, I just don't want to see a game dedicated to that. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it would be funny to see Captain Price get beat up by Spyro. I ain't gonna hold you. That's really funny. <laughs> Little puff Good. dragon looking ass dude. And then Price just thinks that. <laughs> and he's supposed to be mad serious. Ah, that's funny. Oh, that's man. hilarious. Um, so I know we talked about a couple little things like, you know, prototype and whatnot, but are there any other, any other IPs you guys want to see that Activision has been sitting on for a while? Oh, gun, gun. We did talk about that before. Mm -hmm. So many first person shooters in this catalog now, man. Uh, Gun first person? I thought it was third person, no? I haven't played it, so I can't say. I could have sworn it was a third person shooter. Hmm. Hmm. Let's it's been a while though. I Jay, I can't even fully say, but I could have sworn. Oh yeah, my bad. Yeah, it was like Red Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Crime that was on the list too, bro. bro. <laughs> Get me started, bro. Yo, they bring back True Crime. I'm done. Uh, I'll be so fucking excited for that. Yeah, man. Uh, I want true crime, and I want like the, the like kung fu aspect of that, like because the fighting in that game was pretty good. Yeah, well, I'm gonna get while while on console. That's another question, and mm-hmm. people have been speculating that for a long time. Like, will we ever see a console port for WoW? And I remember I read an article like a month, a month or two ago, and they were talking about how you know it might happen now more than ever simply because I think something about like the the, the numbers for WoW are starting to 
come down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be crazy. Imagine WoW on console. Bro. I, I can see <laughs> WoW on console no. specifically if they. I think that they can make it work with a uh, controller, but the fact that Xbox supports keyboard and mouse, I think to me, it should be a no brainer. Y'all should just put mm-hmm. that on there and at least yeah, just man. say, Hey, you know, you can only play it with keyboard and mouse and then we'll work on whatever configuration we need to work on to get it to work with the controller. Although I do feel like that's going to take a lot of optimization, but yeah. Cause they've been building off the same thing for years, right? Like that's just been the, yes, that's crazy. I think just Crazy. turn WoW into like a, a proper metaverse. Just the, mm-hmm. that's like the next frontier, I would imagine. Yeah. Oh man. So many, so many different things, man. I I really think the possibilities with this are endless. Um uh, my head's spinning. Like I don't even know what else to say about it. But uh did you guys mm-hmm. have anything else you guys want to add? I better get candy crushing console. <laughs> <laughs> Does that yeah. not? Does it not already exist? I mean, I feel like I don't think so, dog. Nah, like, Candy Crush itself, no. Oh, wow. yeah, I was about to say, I'd be shocked if I was on it. That's wild. I wouldn't be I surprised if there's some reskin of it in the summer, I mean, but yeah. Well, yeah. Candy Crush is just a reskin of Bejeweled, right? So <laughs> let's, you know, Bejeweled is on Xbox. I know that much. Uh, Bejeweled is yeah, classic. Bejeweled. It's classic. Yeah. Yeah, man. See, the only thing about me again, I gotta keep talking about this other point too, is the fact that up until now, I really don't think Microsoft had any any really good. Now nah, I was about to say this all fucked up. Pause. Up until now, I don't think they had a lot of games that were truly like big IPs that can market very very well to like the children's demographic, and that's why I'm so excited about Spyro and Scratch and Banjo Kazooie because. I, they have games of that ilk already. Don't get me twisted, but like they're not—they're not games that people put a lot of love into, and they're not big name games type of thing. Mm. And I just think like this—this is—it's—it's it's an avenue I don't see them often go down. You know what I'm saying? And if they do them the way I think that they're gonna do them, it, it's like another—I don't—I don't, I don't know, man. Cause... I don't know. You, I know you kind of new to the Xbox platform, but. We had Cameo, we had Conquerors, Bad Fur Day, I, I mean, Fable. Um, but Fable's not I like. I don't think you can say Conquerors. I don't think Conquerors is a kid's game, then, so. <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. It's like, it's, it's literally marketed to be like an edgy, like, oh, kids shouldn't be playing this, but they are. You know, like, let's be real. Like, it's a furry ass thing, <laughs> you know, like, they got it from Nintendo. Uh, you know, Banjo Kazooie, like they've got Microsoft already had a lot of um, IP that could market to kids. They just weren't using it. Well, maybe I should have said it that way, I guess, because like there, there's nothing now. Yeah, right no, I, now I that's like you know I what I mean. So I don't know. I think like, they I mean, made a, a hardcore course correction. Like I think Xbox One was such a an abject failure in the beginning. But when Xbox One came out, they, like the all the Connect games, those were like mm, yeah. marketed for kids, like squarely. Uh, the Dance Centrals and the Connect Adventures, and those don't get me wrong, those games are banging. But oh, what's up? We didn't even talk about Guitar Hero. Oh, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. The last one we got was Guitar Hero Live, but 
I don't even know. Yeah. See, here's the thing. I don't even know what they could do with Guitar Hero anymore. Other than all you gotta just... do is bring it back. <laughs> I don't know, man. Is, is the market bring it back? Make is the market for that there anymore? Here's what it is. If they're smart, and I swear to God, y'all need to be hitting us off with a check or something for this one, God. If they're smart, they will figure out a way to bring back Guitar Hero and tie it into TikTok. If they are smart, I think there's a way to synergize there somewhere. For, for people to do what they're doing. So, like, or if it's not TikTok, some kind of social media platform in some way. I can see that. But, yeah, I think that's the next leg to whatever the Guitar Hero franchise is or any of those, like, instrument simulators is is connecting it to social media in some kind of fashion. Almost in a way where um you're putting on almost these, like, little impromptu amateur virtual concerts, in a sense. Like, yeah. Uh, universe. We're not getting paid to promote the metaverse. I'm just saying, like it's it's literally all of it just sounds like it just points back to the metaverse, right? You just mentioned like a virtual concert, like playing in Guitar Hero. That sounds like some metaverse shit. <laughs> like that literally just sounds like something that we're gonna see in the next four years. Mm. Well, now they have a nice means to go about doing it because they got the, you know, they, they got it, you know. They do, they do. You know what I'm saying? Damn. I, just give me my true crime. That's all I care about. <laughs> but I'm telling you, we're going to see a World of Warcraft metaverse. I could definitely see a Guitar Hero one. Um, I mean, I guess there's the theory that Warzone is already its own metaverse, so we'll see. We're starting to get different characters in Warzone now, too. Like, um, then they just do like a whole Attack on Titan thing. Yeah. Oh, really? They did? Yeah. I didn't know that. Attack on Titan skins in there. What? That was just like a weird crossover. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have expected that to happen. That's that's interesting. But I mean, imagine well. now it's the start, you know, like because because to me, this is where I say like um, like the the Forza Horizon Halo crossover thing makes sense. Now it's like, all right, like seeing a Master Chief skin in Halo wouldn't be crazy. Or um, what's his name? Uh, what's the Isn't that Captain Price? No, no, no. Captain Price is part of Call of Duty anyways, right? No, you said Master Chief and Halo, and I'm like... Oh, my bad, my bad. Master Chief and Warzone. But yeah, what's, yeah. what's the name that. of the, the captain in Halo? Um, Are you talking about... um? got his name. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. But, like, let's say, like, some of the random, you know, actual characters in Halo, like uh, Captain Keys and so on and so forth, like people like that. Or, I mean, I guess a Cortana skin wouldn't make a lot of sense, but, you know, like those types of crossovers and skins, a Marcus Phoenix skin up in Call of Duty, like that stuff makes sense. And I'm, I mean, that stuff already in war, on Fortnite, you know? Exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, so it's like, all right, like we already own this property. We own both of these properties and we have skins in Fortnite why wouldn't we just put some sort of skin in Call of Duty now that we own Call of Duty? So, you know. About to uh, play Overwatch 2 and you see uh, Master Chief as an operator or a character. <laughs> Overwatch 2 is the interesting thing to me because I feel like that game, I loved Overwatch 1, but they got to a point where it was just like, all right, like this is, I'm over this now. Um, mm-hmm. Overwatch 2, though, I would imagine that's going to release like next year, right? Probably before this acquisition, the acquisition gets finalized. So that's still going to be a multi-platform game. Wonder what they're going to do from there, though. 
I have a question actually because mm-hmm. um, I was reading something, but I don't know how valid it was. So people listening, do not quote anything I'm about to say because it could be complete bullshit. Um, but the article was saying that uh, with Overwatch, that Overwatch never really truly wanted to have a sequel. Almost kind of like how, how Bungie was with Destiny. They really kind of just wanted it to be just Destiny forever. Yeah, and just build, and then they got forced into it because of Activision. I'm wondering now if this was literally the same situation with with the Overwatch situation, and now they're like, well, can we just build on what we have here and not necessarily come out with a part two and just literally just kind of refresh whatever we had? Or is Overwatch just, like, dated? Because I I haven't touched that shit in... Overwatch is very dated. Very dated. So I think think two is an inevitability. I think after that, you're probably just going to build... If if it's even successful, I guess really is the thing to yeah. to, to point out. If it's successful, <laughs> I don't think we're going to see an Overwatch three. I think they'll just continue to build and make Overwatch like the games as a service thing, and just add new characters, add new modes and whatnot, and then just build up the game from where it is. Yeah, it does. Crazy, <laughs> but yeah. I'm, Again, there's a lot more we could talk about on this. I think we're gonna have to save it for uh, for our next episode because we've yeah. already been going on an hour now, almost. Between now and then, there'll probably be some new tidbits and shit. Exactly, exactly. This, so, this, I mean, this is a story that we're gonna be talking about for the whole year. Let's be real. Like this is this is likely the biggest story of 2022. I may eat those words, but it's very likely <laughs> that we're gonna be talking about this well into December. So Microsoft gonna be like, oh yeah, I thought we were done. <laughs> I, they can't, they can't go buy anybody else, bro. Because yeah. now, now we're we're getting close to the conversation of is this a monopoly? And yeah. I'll leave it at that. We'll save that for the next episode, guys. Um, you know, again, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to come check us out next week on our regular podcast time. Um, you know, we usually try to put these up uh, Mondays or Tuesdays. This one's definitely a little bit of an outlier because of the big news. But yeah, um, I still can't believe this is happening. <laughs> I still can't even believe we're talking 70 about $70 billion. Anyways. Guys, thank you guys for watching again. Um, you know, we got Gumasa Flex to my right, May 25th to the bottom there. And I'm your guy, Black Eyes 8. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. We'll check you guys out next week. Peace. Stay gooping. Stay gooping.